Let's talk quiche in the kitchen with Dryer Buzz. Stay tuned. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at Dryer Buzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. All right, so this is where we're going to take you kind of behind the scenes or behind the mess that we just made in the kitchen. And actually, we didn't make a mess because let me tell you, one: this dish was the easiest cleanup of all the things that we have made in the kitchen with Dryer Buzz. And I was really excited to tackle this because it's something that I love. And it's so much in demand in my neighborhood that every time I go to get one, and I'm talking about a quiche, uh, there are only a couple of stores, you know what I mean? Like we don't have like, we don't, I don't live in like a great deli type community or a place where somebody's like truly baking up fresh food every day. There's a couple of places, but like I said, what is available is in such high demand that every time I would fall in love, cause you know, you eat a slice somewhere and then you get hooked on it. So you're going again and again. And every time I would get hooked on it or go through my phases of, of wanting quiche, then everybody's eating it and it's running out. So and I just was always intimidated because of this whole ratio, you know, of dairy to egg. You know, it's a very simple thing made very complicated. And then, too, you're thinking fresh vegetables and the prep and all of this. And it's intimidating. And, of course, going into the kitchen after a while and, and working with recipes, you know, all of that is intimidating. And I keep hearing over and over and over as um, people are asking me about cooking and my experience that I'm having in the kitchen is we really get turned off when you see a recipe because you want to eat healthy. You want to, you know, bring in more vegetables and more fruits and, and make things at home. And, and I'm learning that, you know, the convenience that we love, that really cooking in the kitchen doesn't take as much time as we think it does. But it's like when you look at the recipe and the way these recipes are broken down and the way these, I'm sorry, I have the sniffles and the way these recipes are broken down, you know, you go looking at the ingredients. Okay. First you got to it, it's broken down first of all, in all these different stages. Okay. You got to do this and you got to let it rest, like walk away for a while, find something else to do. It's like, no, I need to move through this. And then you've got all of these ingredients and then you got to do this let me tell you, recipes are intimidating. And I think if I do or when I do the recipes, and hopefully those of you that are watching, that you hopefully you feel like, well, she can do it, I can do it. You know, she's about to burn down her kitchen, but it's still coming out looking good. You know, the smoke detector is coming on. And, you know, I cook in a live environment, okay? So when I'm cooking, like if you're here in this podcast, you're like, what are we talking about? I'm talking about the experience I just had making quiche, live on live stream in the kitchen with people giving their comments and their thoughts, you know, and, but I love the fact that most of the people that watch are usually wild and they, because people want to take this kind of time uh, with their food and, and for their families and so forth. But we just get so busy and we just get so brainwashed into thinking that we have to be doing other things. So there are several things that I have learned to make that my family now will request and they think it's just a staple and mom can go in and whip this up. If I don't turn on the cameras or try to make it a podcast or any kind of other content, yeah, I can go in and whip up. Like I can go in and whip up some fresh pasta, knock out some cinnamon rolls, drop some meatballs, you know, do a nice lasagna, you know, um, throw some ribs in the oven. I mean, you know, knock out some co- I can I can cook, okay? And my, my entire family can. Um, we just got caught up like everybody else in thinking that we didn't have time and that we needed everything fast and at a convenience and not necessarily fresh. So yesterday, 
I said, I was trying to think, you know, it's hot. Uh, I want to be in the kitchen only X amount of time. I want to go to the music festival, um, the Wednesday wind down. You know, I want to do some other things, not just be all day streaming and cleaning in the kitchen. So I was thinking, man, why don't I just make some dip? I was thinking I'll make some dip. You know, you can always do pizza. And I was like, you know what? I really want to try quiche. I wanted to do like a pie kind of thing. I I need a canvas. So one of the things I said, maybe during the summer, uh, we would concentrate on kind of the one dish or the casserole type thing. But I also, content wise, I have to think about, oh, well, I really, here comes the leaf blower. I really want to have um, some prep on there, you know, and I was thinking, okay. And I started thinking about the quiche and then of course I did my homework and, and this is where it gets intimidating because there are those, you know, they use the higher end dairy items. There are others that will use, um, I'm trying to move cause the leaf floor is like right there. Um, and then I got the, I got so much stuff going on. Look in the kitchen, I got dishwasher going. So I want let's come into the kitchen and finish this podcast. We can stop the dishwasher. We can run from the leaf floor. All right. So I'm in the kitchen and I was thinking as I was looking at all of the different recipes, you know, they, like I said, there are those, oh, they use the higher end dairy products. Right. So now I'm like, okay. Um, I, mind you, I always keep half and half. I always keep half and half because I like to use kind of, I like for my, if I'm going to use milk or dairy, I would always have buttermilk. I will always have half and half, right? And I probably will rarely have milk, regular milk. Because when I'm making like sauces, white sauces and things like that, not that I'm a chef, not trying to play one on live stream nor podcast, but I always love it to be extra creamy. So I go with the half and half, if not uh, a full heavy cream. And I, and I didn't think this would call for that. So we actually did call for half and half. And then I looked at all the different nuances, you know, all the warnings and all the make sure you do this and to make sure you've got that. But then I found the easy and the simple and all those kind of things. And it really was very simple. And for those of you that have things on hand, a lot of times we make the frittatas, you know, you just that's just tossing um, your, your items in some egg. But this one was really, this is what, this is what intimidated me when they started using the word custard. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's the intimidating phrase of the day. Custard, you know, but literally that custard is basically the perfect ratio between your dairy and your egg. Okay. And that meant now, here's the other part that can throw you off or threw me off. Um, you go to the store and you get the eggs, right? And you want either extra, you have to buy the extra large in order to get a decent large. You got to buy the large to get a decent medium, you know, and the small, I don't even know what a small egg looks like if, if all these other things are supposed to be large. So I, um, the recipe, once I looked at all the different recipes, trying to get the perfect ratio, um, it looked like, and this one what worked for me was the one cup of dairy to four eggs. Okay. And I ended up using one extra because I thought, I felt like my eggs were kind of small. Uh, even though the carton said large, I, I felt like the eggs were kind of small and I didn't have any of the, the farm eggs that I would normally try to have on hand. So I used the, um, I had nine eggs cause I was making two quiche and I actually ended up having enough because of the ingredients that were put in there. We ended up having enough for three. So I did, um, 
a collard green quiche, y'all. I am so addicted to, you know, all these recipes that call for kale or spinach. I have found, I, I went to the teaching kitchen, as most of you may know, and I learned, I looked around, I got collard greens everywhere. <laughs> I've been trying to, because I don't, I don't, I'm not that crazy about kale, and I know a lot of people are, but I've been substituting greens um, where I see kale or spinach because one you know even though spinach is everybody lo- everybody loves spinach and it's a light bite it takes a lot of spinach you know you start out with a lot and you end up with a teaspoon of spinach right in your recipes but with the greens when you saute them off and I always saute them off with some red pepper and onion I thought that's going to make a beautiful canvas because when you're making a quiche you think of a canvas like you're making a pizza you know you think about how it's going to look the colors are going to come through and when we make the greens we're keeping the greens green not boiling them um we actually sauteing them off with the peppers and onions so they keep a nice they keep a nice hearty bite um just a little bit of the stem in there because that stem takes on all of the um all the marinade whatever whatever um flavors you're going to add to it seasoning and so forth and i, I season mine with a little bit of uh, ground mustard trying to dial back the salt um, I started using a little bit more ground mustard and other herbs, you know, just getting that flavor in there. Cause you know, greens, they, you, greens, most people think you get flavor greens. They, they think you have to, you know, and it, it, you can really get it flavors by the, um, whatever meat, if you grow up cooking your greens and, you know, a ham hock, like I've always thrown a ham hock in there and there are other meats, ham, ham bones and so forth. And I still have a ham bone left over. Um, but I just basically sauteed a little bit of them off, maybe about a, I think we ended up with maybe about a two cup, a cup and a half, two cups of greens. Um, and so I just chopped them up, just kind of a little, knowing that it was going to wilt a little bit, but not as much as spinach. So I had enough for the quiche and put that in, sauteed it with the green, when that, red, red bell pepper and onion right so that was one going to be one quiche the other one what i wanted to really wanted to do a bacon tomato i really wanted one with some cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes i can't remember if it ended up with cherry or grape um and i ordered the save time i ordered the groceries i took my shower while they were uh on their way and we both arrived at the kitchen at the same time and so then you know after doing the the research of everything that could go wrong with the quiche and feeling like I was not going to go down that road, um, I took my time prepping my vegetables. I didn't go raw into the quiche. I sauteed my um, greens and my peppers and my onions, so brought that to a level. Then I heated through, not necessarily kind of sauteed because I didn't want to. I wanted to keep my tomatoes. Um, not I didn't want them to go flat on me, and so and I don't know the proper terms for this, right? So um, I sauteed the tomatoes the ham and green onion that was that key so i had the, those two and then i mixed up my um my dairy and my egg so i used nine large eggs and two cups of half and half and then into that went my once i got that to the right consistency that i want and i and i took my time adding the dairy because i knew i kind of felt like what i was looking for and, and trying to get it into this custardy type um, um, consistency. And so then I added the cheeses and I used uh, an Italian blend, which had your Asiago and your Parmesan. Um, and you can go, there's so many. It's basically, when I think of these dishes and the origin of them, 
I really want to do things you have on hand. You know, I think of it as things you have on hand and you add it to this and it's, you know, ends up being a nice weekend brunch breakfast type thing. You know, having it, it's in the fridge if somebody's hungry or somebody comes over or if you have to go visit someone, which I did, and I took a key. So um, in my custard, I went with the egg, the dairy, and my cheeses, and just a little bit of the salt and pepper. And again, for the cheese, and I had also some cheddar cheese. I think I can go back and sit down now that the leaf floor has come to the other side. So I, I used the, um, the Italian blend which was white, all white cheeses, and then I topped them with a little bit of cheddar and, of course, a, a little sprinkling of the paprika just to give me that nice coloring on top of my canvas, okay? And, and let me tell you, again, very simple. Um, once I mixed up all my mixture, I divided it off into two, and I put in the green, put the green collard green mixture in one, the tomato bacon, in, and it was Canadian bacon that I used, tomato bacon in the other, and then I still had leftovers because you want, now here comes another ratio that you want to make sure, is that you have enough ingredients, not too much ingredients, if it depends on what you want. Like I like with the tomato basil, I really wanted the custard to come through, but with the greens, I really wanted the greens to come through. So, you know, while making each of them, you know, you want to have a nice, when you slice it off, you don't want it to just be the, your vegetables or your, you know, your, your ingredients. You want it to be, you want to be able to see the custard and you want to be able to taste the custard. You want to enjoy the, especially if you get the custard ratio right. And it's so good. It's so good. And it's such a nice light bite. But let me tell you, here's another nuance. Um, baking off your pie shells before you put your, your, um, uh, quiche in there, not trying to bake them at the same time because you don't want the soggy bottom, right? And this apparently is something that people complain about. They love the crispy pie shell. And how many of us have watched those cooking shows where, you know, they put the peas or beans or something weighted in the pie shells and they bake them off into the oven. That's how they get that crispy shell all around. And that was the first thing of the person that ate the first slice, that was the first compliment that they gave. It was like, whoa, this, the crust is flaky all around. How'd you do that? And that was by, of course, baking it off, you know, baking that off first, not all the way because you still has to, it still has to brown. Uh, when you put the, you know, the edges still have to brown when you put the um, quiche in there, your batter in there. Is it called a batter? I don't even know. Because like I said, I'm not a chef. I'm just a home cook that has now mastered the quiche. And guess what the family is going to be asking for on the weekends? Or guess what I'm just going to ordinarily have available as part of our weekend? Because on the weekends, we're in and out. You know, so there has to be something in the fridge. And usually there's something we can just slice off of. And usually it's some leftovers and things like that. So, and like I said, when I came into the kitchen... I really wanted to inspire us to be more neighborly, more family friendly, start taking food. You know, how often do you get invited somewhere? And how many times do people like to show up empty handed? You know, I think people show up empty handed too much. And I know for me, when I was in the caregiver space, I would have loved for somebody. I would have prayed. I probably did pray for somebody like show up with something. Right. It's such a thing to be able to do that. Um, and so I was able to, like I said, I had, I ended up, I had enough, um, I had enough to make not one, not two, but three 
uh, quiches last night. So we had our collard green quiche. We had our baked tomato quiche. And then I had remnants of both of those. Guess what I did? I mixed them. So I had an everything quiche. So I have in my fridge right now one that has collard greens, red bell pepper, uh, onion, um, Canadian bacon, and tomato. So can you imagine that every, and I hope it's still in there because guess what? Everybody's gone and everybody is taking lunch and I have not checked the fridge. Um, but I did, I took the one that was Canadian bacon, the bacon and tomato. I took that, wrapped it up, took it to my cousins, um, to visit my aunt, which I'm headed out right now. And, but that's what to know that that's, and not only did she eat one slice, she ate three slices. First she was like, oh, just give me a little sliver to taste. And my cousin gave her a little sliver. Okay, give me another. And then she's okay, let me just get one more. And so that was exciting, watching people enjoy your food. And not only that, watching something come out right on the first try, you know, taking your time. One thing I have learned about going into the kitchen is absolute patience, absolute patience, um, taking time, like when the quiche came out or, or actually when I, um, was cooking it rather than, you know, just doing the dump and pouring it into the, the, the pie pan and putting it in the oven, taking the time to, um, stir fry the vegetables, get them to a certain, you know, stage where they would, um, marinate together, gel together, and then letting that rest and then, um, uh, working on my custard and then letting that rest. Cause you'll be surprised the different stage, how quickly food moves through stages that, uh, in per- that was in particular to me to learn, um, one patience. Cause we want everything so fast and at a convenience, want to throw it in the microwave, want to throw it in the oven, want to boil it to death, you know, all those things, you know, cause we don't want to, we don't feel like we we've been taught through brainwashing that we just don't have time. And that's simply because everything else wants our time. But listen, taking that time, how therapeutic is it? Was it for me? You know, now, okay, I, I threw the peppers in, in the onion into the food processor. You know, normally I would have set cutting that up, but I'm trying to um, get my streams shorter so that you guys can think, oh yeah, I have time to do that. So, you know, I, through the peppers in the process, the onions in the processor. Um, I just, you know, greens, just rough chop them up, wash those, and then chop them up just a little bit smaller so you can have a nice little bite of those. The Canadian bacon, chop, chop, quick chop. The tomatoes, I just cut them in quarters. And I'm talking about the little cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes. Just cut that in quarters because I, I wanted to keep, because I seasoned those off just a little salt and pepper, um, but then hanging out when I sauteed them in with the Canadian bacon, and the green onion, all that means every, that mean everything had flavor. Everything was inducing and enticing in the flavor. And, and those were the thing when people were eating the slices, those were the, new, the little things that people noticed and picked out of it. Like, whoa, I love it. And, and I noticed they, as my aunt was eating the tomatoes, she was, and, I mean, just the fact that my aunt was like wild. Um, over how much flavor was coming out of this quiche. And I think about had I put all the ingredients raw into the into the custard, and the custard raw into the um, into the raw pie pan, we would not have had that flour, but ba- I mean that flavor, but baking off the pie crust, you know, that brought it to its golden brown, right? And kept it crispy. Then the custard, you know, just kind of letting it rest, seasoning it off with just just salt and pepper, just a little salt and pepper, and letting that letting that rest. And then guess what happens? It evolved, right? So it was a little thicker when I put the uh, ingredients into it. You know, adding a little bit of ground mustard to cut back on some of the salt, because you know you got to put a little, you know 
most of us have not taken the salt out of the household yet as much as we need to. But adding a little bit of ground mustard in there let me be able to dial back the salt, going with the mustard and the pepper as opposed to um, as much salt as I would have normally used. But when I tell you, they are absolutely gorgeous. The quiche, I did some oven cam. I, I got them and when they were at the height. Because you know how they rise up in the oven. I got pictures of that. I've got, and there are pictures of everything out there on the timeline. I'm going to get ready to jump off of here. 20, quick 20, 20, 20 minutes is enough to talk about it. Because I could go on forever. But listen, Wednesdays, Wednesdays, we're in our summer, sizzling summer season. Sizzling summer season. Trying to find very light bites. Um, things that will still get in. Let me tell you, if you want some therapy, do you want some time to yourself, honey, find a recipe, go in the kitchen. Nobody's really going to bother you except for, is it done? Is it done? Once they start smelling how good the house smells. And, and of course, you know, we make the lemonade. We, and we tried to do, I tried to do a lemonade, a frozen lemonade cocktail. And I, again, that was a ratio I didn't have right. Uh, the, you know, the wood, the ice to the lemonade, that kind of thing. So I have to try that over again. Cause I really want to do a nice frozen lemonade. It's summertime. Why would I not have a frozen lemonade? So check their watching timeline. I'm going to jump. I'm going to redo. We're going to do over on that one. We're going to do over on the frozen lemonade. I've got to run out because I've got an exciting day ahead. It's the day after. And guess what? I don't have to worry about the family has something to eat. They've got a fridge full of quiche. All right, guys, listen, this has been just a quick episode of telling you about the exciting things that happen in the kitchen with Dryer Buzz this week. Listen, go to dryerbuzz.com. Because you know what? Those who go to dryerbus.com and, sub- and subscribe, they don't have to wait to see it on social media or go and find it on social media. It's in their daily email newsletter that we send out so that you never miss a minute of the buzz. Dryerbuzz.com. Have a great day, guys. And listen, go cook up some quiche. Go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.